0: welcome back to round guy the podcast this henshaw trailer sales of richland iowa presents high school playoff basketball uh in southeast iowa anyway if you need a stock trailer a horse trailer a flatbed a utility trailer cargo trailer a dump trailer an enclosed trailer you call corwin he can get a trailer any kind for your your needs you need a hillsborough or a delta trailer corwin henshaw is the guy anyway we're on the phone with uh, Fort Madison Bloodhounds Coach Ryan uh, Miller. Wilson. Wilson. Ryan Wilson. And uh, uh, you just got a big win last night. Welcome back to the program, Coach.
1: Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was uh, nice to get a win and, and advance in the playoffs.
0: Well, uh, you, you had a tiger by the tail in the first round, didn't you?
1: We did, yeah. We uh, we came out pretty uh, sluggish in the first half. and. We used the term "be the hammer or the nail," and I will say for the first 16 minutes last night, we were definitely uh, the nail.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, but you, you know, your you, your team is so good, and they they really played well down the stretch, and you you wound up getting what people would look at as a comfortable win, I guess. Uh, but it was probably far from comfortable. How how did that Flaherty kid play?
1: Oh, uh, really good. He uh, he was the hammer in the first half, scoring 19 of their 29 that's what he was averaging on the season. And, uh, you know, we left him open, you know, we had some miscommunication on a few situations and, uh, he had some open, uh, three point looks that he knocked down. And then he did a heck of a job just getting to the basket, finishing and scoring and had an offensive rebound in the first half and things. And yeah, he was, uh, everything we could, uh, handle in the first half and just, a, just a real smart player and strong and physical. And, uh, like I said, they yeah, had 19 of the first 29 points on the night. And, uh, um, yeah, he's, he's the reason we were in the situation we were. You know, we uh, did crawl back into it and was only down eight at halftime, and and then made a run in the second half and made some adjustments at halftime to to get our boys back into the game.
0: So, uh, how loud was the hound dome?
1: Oh, it was very, uh, very, uh, very loud. Um, loud enough to where I lost my voice and the uh, players could barely hear me. So, um, you know, we had a great student session. We had a great uh, atmosphere, environment. You know, we uh, we packed the dome uh, pretty good and uh, I, I would only anticipate Thursday night uh, being even uh, bigger and better.
0: Well, let's talk about, uh, you know, your job. A, a lot of your job is making halftime adjustments, I would think. That would probably be, you know, uh, close to half of your game management, I would imagine. So, what what did you sit down and at halftime with your coaches and and communicate to your players? What well, we got to do different here?
1: Well, another big thing was we just weren't playing the way we've been playing uh, this season. We weren't ourselves. We uh, were timid. We were maybe nervous. We uh, weren't doing the things that we're uh, coached to do or that we've done for 21 games going into last night. We were settling for jump shots on the perimeter. We weren't attacking the basket. Um, we weren't and. On the times that we were attacking the basket, we weren't necessarily looking for the shot around the basket. We were looking to be a little more passive, which um, resulted in deflections and turnovers and, and things like that. And So uh, that was kind of what we came out like. And then uh, we just had to make some adjustments at halftime, take care of the ball, slow down. Uh, we had to limit number 24, Keaton Flaherty. Uh, that was a huge goal of ours in the second half. Uh, So we put uh, Landis Williams on him who uh, Landis has drawn some really tough assignments this year and handled them really well. And, uh, you know, essentially we put Landis on Keaton and just didn't leave him and uh, was going to make the rest of the team beat us. And and so that was our big defensive adjustment was uh, face guarding him and then just kind of keeping him out of the game. He ended up scoring nine points in the uh, second half. And I believe at least seven of the nine were all late in the fourth quarter. Uh, He had a dunk, a layup, and a a made three. But at that point, when those things were happening, uh, we had, you know, got ourselves a lead and was able to, uh, um, you know, feel comfortable with where we were at. You know, he was scoring, but uh, they were also fouling us and putting us at the line. So, um, you know, from an offensive standpoint, uh, Keaton also had two fouls. He picked up a second foul late in the second quarter. So we made the adjustment to go inside against him, attack him. And uh, Dayton got a couple of easy baskets early on. And Dayton had one heck of a second half. He scored, I think, 19. It was 28 points in the second half. uh, Had seven steals on the night. And uh, uh, our press got us back into that game last night and forcing turnovers and things like that.
0: Was there a player or two that just seemed to, at some point, kind of really change the momentum of that game?
1: Well, there's a couple different things. Um, you know, our guys, again, we, we came out of the half and, and we were ready to go, right? We were in our last couple of games um, against Washington. We we're down 13 and a half at Burlington. Uh, we were down, or I'm sorry, versus Burlington at home. I think we we're down 17 and a half. In both those games, our boys battled back and made adjustments and um, and got the game back within, uh, within striking distance and gave ourselves a chance to win those nights. Last night, it was an eight-point deficit. And, uh, you know, the guys just, just flipped the switch and, uh, did a few things. But again, defensively, Landis Williams did a phenomenal job on, uh, Keaton Flaherty. And then, you know, a guy that doesn't uh, show up in the stats or the, not, not so much the stats, but maybe the scoring in much is a guy, uh, Tate Johnson, you know, last night he had six points, but he also had seven rebounds he had four assists and four steals. So. Um, you know, a guy like Tate Landis who played really good defense, very athletic and, uh, do some of those things that don't necessarily get noticed. Uh, those two guys really helped us, but, you know, again, Dayton Davis scores 28 points, uh, seven steals. And a lot of those points in the second half were, were around the basket, uh, doing the things he does. Rayburn Turnbull, 16 points, um, Miles Deere, 18 points. So, you know, when you look at things, uh, Philip Goldie, he had two big free throws in the third quarter to get us back in the basketball game and made those free throws and allowed us to set up press. So, you know, I could go down the line there and talk about everybody in our lineup and and all the guys that have different roles and different things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun group and, you know, makes it fun for sure.
0: So uh, who do you have that comes off the bench? Sometimes that gives you a spark.
1: So we bring uh, Philip Goldie. He's about a six-two forward, very athletic kid. He comes off the bench uh, for us. Um, you know, he's a he's a real athletic kid that can get up, uh, rebound, score around the basket. You know, get out in transition and transition and throw the ball down through the hoop on a nice dunk here and there. And then Matt Hopper's the uh, other guy that comes off the bench. And and you know, I didn't get Matt into the second into the game during the second half, but you know, he came in during the first half. He had a wide open look at three that rattled in and out. He had a big defensive rebound in there. He played really good defense. Um, and Matt Hopper also is about six one, six two, 6'2". And so Phillip and Matt, uh, great come off our bench. You know, we only go seven deep. And, um, you know, they, they add a, a nice spark to us and allow and some other guys to take some breaks and, and gives us some versatility with size and athleticism at the same time.
0: Well, your team always has played like a team. You know what I mean? It just seems like everybody's willing to do whatever role they, they need to and, Whatever ever skills that they particularly have seem you seem to utilize them pretty well, but if there's one thing about your team that I would say is if I was to describe your team in one way it would be toughness. You guys are tough and physical, and you and if the game's going to be about being tough and physical, you're going to come out on top. You know.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's you know I, I would agree with that. We we enjoy that uh, style of play. We want to get up and down. We want to we want to be able to use our athleticism and our strength. And, uh, you know, uh, put our opponents in some situations that they don't like to be in with our press and trapping and things like that. So a very tough group and, and you know, not only tough uh, physically, but they're very tough mentally. And uh, they they just have that play with that chip on their shoulder and they have that mental toughness to they're going to do what it takes to, to stay in a game or get back into a game. And, uh, you know, they do everything they can at their expense to uh, come out with a win.
0: So we know you're moving on, but where are you moving on to?
1: Well, the good news is we get to stay at home and play in the Houndome weekend on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Um, and then uh, Clear Creek of Mana will beat Fairfield, huh? I believe it was. 66, I watched that game. 54 last night um, up at Clear Creek. So, so Clear Creek will come down on Thursday night and uh, we'll take them on here in the Houndome.
0: Yeah, they, they have a beautiful gym. Uh, I watched that game. They were, they were outstanding, really. Uh, Fairfield got it within four points once in the second half, but they just – I think they're down 10 or 15 and a half and it just never, uh, they look good. They really shut down that big kid Fairfield has. I never can remember his name.
1: Max Wheaton.
0: Yeah. Max Wheaton in the first half. Anyway, they stopped him from scoring, but in the second half, he, he got his, he's always going to get his because he's just that good. Isn't he?
1: Yeah. He's a big, strong athletic kid. And, you know, we had troubles with Max for two years now and, Unfortunately, he'll be back next year as a senior, and I'm sure he'll be even bigger and better uh, then. But, uh, yeah, Max is a great kid. He works hard. Um, just just has a knack for the ball around the basket and rebounding. And, and again, we don't have anybody at this point uh, that big and strong. And next year I'll have a couple guys hopefully coming in that will be ready for it. But, yeah, Max is a special player for sure.
0: So uh, tell me about the Clear Creek Amana team. They uh, they seem pretty tall. They seem like they have some size, and uh, they really can shoot. And uh yeah, they, they they'll be a worthy opponent.
1: Very much so. Yeah, they'll uh, they're led by the two seniors, number five Kyle Shrepfer and number ten Ben Swales. Uh they're their two leading scorers Um they shoot the ball really, really well. Uh Shrepfer number five shooting thirty eight percent on threes. Uh number ten Ben Swales is shooting forty three percent on threes. Um Again, uh, Ben's averaging 17 points a game. Shreffler, we'll say 14 points a game. So uh, we'll have our hands full with those two, and then uh, number 20, Grant Cruz, also a senior. He's averaging 10 points a game for them. Uh, so you know, they're 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 a very athletic team. I don't. I don't think they're all that big. They're just real athletic, and they want to play fast, and they want to play in transition. And uh, we're going to have our hands full, and we're going to have to make some adjustments to slow them down and, and recognize shooters and, and not let them get hot like we let Flaherty get hot in the first half last night.
0: Yeah, it was uh, – well, you know what? Players are going to play, and when it's time for the playoffs, they're going to, you're going to see that next level that they got, aren't you?
1: Yep, 100%. You know, everybody comes with a mindset. Uh, nobody wants to lose Everybody's playing to win right now, and, uh, you know, nobody wants their season to end in the postseason. So, uh, you know, just got to make some adjustments and uh, come out, hopefully, Thursday night with a better start than what we had last week.
0: So what are your keys to victory? What are you going to have to do to take on this big, strong team that you're going to play?
1: Well, I think number one is defense transition. we got to slow them down. Um, we don't want to necessarily get into a track meet with them so uh, defensive transition will be a huge focal point for us over the next two days of practice finding their guys um, and again just limiting their opening up op- open opportunities uh, got plenty of film on them I know they've played uh, Burlington and Washington in our conference so we've got those films and we'll be able to watch them and see what they did in those games along with a couple others but you know uh, Washington was able to hold them to 39 points um this year so um hopefully you know we can kind of take a uh, a chapter out of their book and see what we can do to uh, limit them to those 39 points uh Burlington held them to 40 points so um you know it sounds like there's some teams out there that were able to to you know limit their opportunities and their scoring so anything we can do to, to replicate those performances and limit their opportunities um in transition is what we're going to need to do I mean they scored 68 last night uh, last Tuesday, they scored 81 and then, uh, Friday the 11th, they scored 86 against Wells, Delaware. So, you know, again, they're a team that can get out and run and want to score a lot of points. So, um, yeah, we're gonna have to be ready to go defensively and, and, uh, slow them down.
0: Well, you avoided, uh, a little upset, but, uh, a team just a little bit, uh, they're close to you. Mount Pleasant pulled off a big upset. Did you hear about that?
1: I did. I saw they went to double overtime last night and beat uh, Mount Vernon on the road, 60 to 55. So, um, you know, it, it's you're always rooting for your own conference. So in a perfect world last night, uh, if we would have got Fairfield to beat Clear Creek, you know, we, we would have uh, went 6-0 and in our conference last night with Washington beating South Tama and Mount Pleasant beating Mount Vernon and things like that. But um, but uh, yeah, I did see that. So it'll be interesting on the other side of the bracket, you know, Marion, Mount Pleasant will play each other uh, in Marion on Thursday night as well. And, and uh, see where things go. I know Washington will play Solon on Thursday, and then Burlington will play uh, Friday um, Friday night against Iowa City West. So um, you know, we're just rooting for our conference to keep going, and hopefully we can get a bunch of a few teams out of our uh, conference of the state tournament.
0: I think there's only really three teams in all of Southeast Iowa that lost last night. Oskaloosa was one, but that was going you were gonna lose one in that matchup anyway a lost and uh fairfield yeah okay. I-, I was kind of thinking fairfield might might have pulled that one off And i knew we scotty melvin and i both talked about fairfield and mount pleasant both being pretty dangerous and uh one of them by god did it didn't they
1: they did yes they sure did so.
0: well uh congratulations coach is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to
1: no, I think, uh, you know, if anybody out there in Southeast Ohio was uh, listening uh, to the podcast, you'd love to see him in the Hound Dome for a great environment on Thursday night. And, uh, hopefully we can get another win and, and make the trip to uh, Muscatine Monday night.
0: Well, as far as the coverage goes, I'm working, uh, hard to, I, I think I might get Jess Settles to come on and do a little uh, commentary about the playoffs. And, uh, thanks to guys like you, we're pushing 2,700 listeners pretty hard right now. So, uh. Maybe uh, by the time the the dust settles on this episode, we'll get there.
1: Uh, okay. Well, hey, I'm glad to hear your followers are are increasing and uh, we are getting a lot of them. And if there's anything we can do here in Southeast Iowa to help that, uh, you know, feel free to reach out.
0: Well, the, there seems to be a little uh, everybody in Southeast Iowa pulling together right now, and you know, but it, if it wasn't for teams like yours out there putting these kind of performances on, you know, uh, you guys got a big followership. People, you know, respect your program all over the states. We get good numbers whenever you're on. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, go ahead and beat these next guys and come back on, all right? Sounds good, Dave. Thanks a lot. All right. We'll talk to you Friday. All right. See you.